If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to help Jessica with therapy for the week. Yeah. And we have a bunch to talk about before we get to the Alabama stuff because... That's like the bulk of the stuff we have to talk sure. about today. I just want to say, yeah. as protest for this week, yes, I did no research for this show. That's all right. I poured myself a cartoonishly large glass of That's wine. That's a large glass. Well, I just didn't want to have to refill from my bag, which is empty. <laughs> um, That's all wine. That's I'm all good wine. Comes going from. to sit and drink wine and yell and not contribute anything intelligent and maybe pet my dog. My my job is set. So uh, before we start with all of that. I did want to say last week I mentioned a Kickstarter project I was doing about oh, the Pledge yeah, of Allegiance. Congrats, bud. Um, <clears throat> we have reached the initial goal that I set. Yay. So, yay, the project is happening. Um, if you are interested, remember this is a podcast that goes deep, deep, deep into the history of the Pledge of Allegiance and all the controversies in Supreme Court cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I promise you it will not be boring <laughs> if you are still interested. <laughs> all non-boring, all boring That's shit literally says. the... No, 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 it's really... I read the books. They are kind of boring. <laughs> this will not be boring. Uh, if you would still like to donate, get early releases of that podcast mm-hmm. or get a producer credit, whatever floats your boat, um, the Kickstarter link will be in the uh, show notes or just go to kickstarter.com and type in Pledge of Allegiance and you will find it. So thank you to everyone who donated. Cannot thank you enough. I'm so excited uh, mm-hmm. to get this done and I'm thrilled that we like achieved the goal within yep. like 10 days. Super exciting. That's awesome. Also, it's going to be my voice acting debut. I will be playing the flag. So, <laughs> And what will you say is the flag? Because I haven't written this yet. Oh, I mean, you don't say anything as a flag, but I'll be there. I'll just do oh, some good. like... That's the flag in the wind. Nice, nice. As the flag, you will have more rights than you now do in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Kaha, segue. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this horrible Alabama law. Um, here's the, the short version if you're living under a rock. Alabama basically has banned abortion from ever, like not after eight weeks or after 12, 20 weeks. Yep. Nope, just no abortions. Yep. Rape or incest doesn't matter. Don't matter. Um, the only exception, I believe, is for the life of the mother. Oh, so but generous. that's it. And yeah, no, the people who voted for it, I mean, the House, the Alabama House voted it through. There's a bunch of people who voted for it. In the Senate, the people who voted for the ban, 25 uh-huh. white male oh GOP God, senators. Oh and by the way, and I had to look this up. Every single one is Christian. Not that that was in doubt either. No. But like they're, they just put into law something that's mostly going to affect. I mean, it's going to affect women. It's mostly going to affect poor women. Uh-huh. And in Alabama, we're talking about a lot of poor black women. Yarp. And these white male uh, Christians have decided eh, they don't need any rights. Uh, I think two Republicans did not vote at all, cool and the rest of the and the Democrats obviously said no because they care about women. Mm-hmm. Um, all the women in the Senate voted no. What I can't, uh-huh. I can't believe. That. And then the uh, white Christian GOP governor, mm-hmm. who's a woman, uh, Kay Ivey, voted it into uh, yeah. signed it into law. So again, this After is the all uprising, about. She's going to be sacrificed on a hill. <laughs> the whole point of this is, I, it's not even to just restrict women in Alabama mm-hmm. from exercising any rights over their body. The whole goal is to get this into Brett Kavanaugh's hands, so he could do to women in the future what he's done to them, apparently, allegedly, so, in the past. That's their goal. And yeah. other states are passing their own anti-abortion yeah, bills. Literally, before we recorded, Missouri passed yep. theirs. They're all doing it to very. Various degrees. Alabama's is still the most extreme, but again, even the least extreme is really extreme. Yep. And um, their whole goal is to try to find a way to get the Supreme Court to say abortions are illegal yeah. throughout the country. Mis- yeah, Missouri as much as possible. Weeks. So One, I heard cool. it phrased this way, and I really uh, liked it before I cried. 
Uh, this is the way one person phrased it, Sally Rooney in the London Review of Books. Alabama just gave, quote, a vastly expanded set of legal rights, rights available to no other class of citizen, and it is the right, this is what fetuses have, mm -hmm. to, quote, make free, non-consensual use of another living person's uterus and blood supply and cause, un and cause permanent, unwanted changes to another person's body. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you give fetuses like personhood mm -hmm. they now get to ruin another person's body and they have the total right to do that and a woman now has fewer rights than a corpse yeah because if because uh, you can't desecrate a corpse like that well and if <clears throat> if i without consent me, i'm an organ donor if i wasn't an organ donor then nobody could use any part of my body after i died to save somebody else's life so dead Jessica has more rights than alive pregnant Jessica. Cool as usual. In Alabama and US. in several other states now. Um, Kay Ivey, the governor, even said as she signed it, uh, this is a powerful testament to Alabamians' deeply held belief, all of them apparently, yeah. uh, that every life is precious and that every life is a sacred gift from God. Until like, they're this born is a, and they yeah. need to eat and yes. have clothes and be educated. Hey, Alabama, how's your, uh, how's your education rate doing? Is it very good? ranked 50 out oh, is of it 50? how many be states are there? There are... 40, Hawaii, 50. 50. There's 50. They're 50 out of 50. Um, another guy, State Senator Clyde Chambliss, one of the 25 Republicans, said, uh, life and liberty are not man-given. They are given by our creator. Oh. Again, this is... What? This Somebody is all who believes in God has Dahlia, a really bad opinion? Dahlia Lithwick of Slate that. was like, he's just drunk on God. So, <sighs> I mean, this is a religious push that they made it's yeah. not just anti-woman mm -hmm. it's pro-christianity and a very narrow slice of christianity mm -hmm. that says only conservative christians get to decide what women should do with their bodies because again plenty of progressive christians know this is a horrible idea tommy laren of fox news who never <sighs> says anything sensible said this was not sensible pat robertson pat said this is a little extreme especially it's if the goal is definitely a stuff clock situation that's happening <laughs> on this particular thing yeah and it's not that pat robertson doesn't like the law he's just like if you want to overturn roe v wade this is almost like too much for the supreme court even a conservative one right. that was his complaint not right. that it was bad for women he doesn't care it's that uh you're pushing the envelope a little too hard here so let's talk about this more because it's all I've thought about for the last week and it's the fucking worst seven out and this is I didn't do research specific so if I get some numbers slightly wrong forgive me I'm drinking wine now it's noon um seven out of ten Americans do not want Roe v. Wade overturned they do not want abortion to be made illegal so for whom is this law for the Christian, for the Christian, conservative Christian base that votes for Donald Trump. And that is it. They don't a, care about other people. As a reminder, the thing that Christians always talk about how they're afraid of is Sharia law. Because the problem with Sharia law is it... It's one group putting their religious beliefs uh -huh. mm -hmm. over everybody. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, so just, again, a quick reminder, what's the difference between this and Sharia law? Uh, this is what white people believe. Oh, okay. See, you know what? I forget the white thing all the time. Yeah. Because I'm a white. Yes. And I forget that we're all the worst I tell you nonstop. <laughs> Matt Walsh, the Catholic conservative oh, Matt blogger. Walsh. How could anybody have a worse take on this than the state of Alabama? <laughs> Somehow Matt Walsh had the worst take on this ever. Yeah, his argument was that you don't need a rape exception to any rape law, uh, to any anti-abortion law. And Alabama was fine because, and I'm quoting here, if a 12-year-old is raped by her father, mm -hmm. incest and rape, mm -hmm. and the father takes her to get an abortion, mm -hmm. the evidence of the crime will be destroyed and he will go on molesting his victim for years. But, he says, if, however, the child is born, his crime will be discovered and she will be rescued from the abuse. 
Okay. So that's why rape exceptions are bad, because then you you can abort the evidence of the crime. And what are you going to do? Believe a woman no. who says oh she's been God. raped? Or look at medical records? What? Or, or look at the DNA that's still in her body? Or listen to doctors no. who can tell? Or I get all know, my medical advice from Matt Walsh. He's Not only do we have to believe women, but we would have to realize, like, Oh, there's physical evidence that somebody's having sex with this 12-year-old girl. Maybe we should do something about yeah. that. I like how I, he, the, there's a base assumption here that if you have evidence that she's been raped, yeah. then the guy will totally be, like, punished for oh, this. Oh, well, because 100% of rapists, rapists are, are, are always punished. in jail presently. Yes. Which is uh, cool. This is fun. the weird little world he lives in where all, like, rapists... Totally get well, punished and, and that's for what, what we they always, do. I mean, I think that's the frustrating thing is not just like, oh, rapists will get punished and that's how the law works. But 12-year-old should just go along with it because, sure. hey, now you got proof. What are you complaining about? Yeah, if you don't have proof, then why should I believe a human woman or a child? Um, but the other... Um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm so fucking upset about this entire week. Uh, you were talking about how Matt Walsh has no good ideas. Yeah. Like, oh, None um, whatsoever. It's, okay, so it's not just that he believe, he lives in this world where rapists are accused, charged, and go to jail. The other thing, and this is the the danger, I think, when we qualify abortions, um, a rape almost always doesn't. I mean, like, yeah, he did a familial thing, but rape isn't some scary evil villain who is preying on children or and slash or women it can be and sometimes it is usually rape is done by somebody you know and trust in this example a father would be in that category but it's still the way he he paints it as like this monstrous person rapists are walking around with us all the time they do not give a shit also i want to talk about this sort of like qualification of abortion of like even somebody who was raped isn't accepted, which I, which is obviously garbage. But I do always take issue with saying, like, even in the case of rape, as if a woman who got pregnant not being raped has, has fewer rights. Right. What does she matter? Yeah. Like, as if she's just, what, an irresponsible person? Like, birth control fails, mistakes happen, men are garbage, shit ha- like. I don't like to say... Yeah, that argument apparently doesn't work. But if she was, like, violently raped, maybe we'll consider it in some cases. Because she needs to have had enough trauma to be allowed to have an abortion. Otherwise, she needs to, what, live with her mistake, be punished, be punished with a child, and then go... Like, it is fucking... We know how to... If we're talking, like, black and white, let's try to get the number of abortions down... We know how to do that, and we've seen how to do that. And by that. we, you mean everyone outside of Alabama? I would say everybody on the left. <laughs> we've seen it. We've seen what's effective. It's sex ed. It's providing safe and affordable and effective birth control. And it's giving women support when they are pregnant. And so when Early you, childhood early care, childhood health care, care, making sure the babies are taken care of. Yeah. If I'm single and barely scraping by and I find myself pregnant... That is not just a shift in my lifestyle and something I may or may not want, but it is an impossible financial burden. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I genuinely, really and truly do not understand how people can afford and to ag- have children. And again, it's, it's Alabama. We joke about it, but it's for real. Like, the one place you don't want to... It's hard to raise your kid... Mm-hmm even if you have everything that you need or want, mm-hmm. it's Alabama because they're not good at healthcare and education relative to every other state. Right. So basically, like, the only, the only thing worse than, like, having an abortion, trying to get an abortion in Alabama is, is trying to raise a kid? a kid in Alabama. And they're the ones saying, no, you gotta have a kid. Yeah. Like, as if no one would want to have a kid otherwise. Right. They gotta force you to and, do and it. I don't know. To what end? Like, to what end is it valuable to bring in children who are going to suffer and be hungry into this world because of a technicality? Right. It just, it's, it's so disheartening and it's so scary. And they're not going to be helped by policies that are 
pushed by Republicans. Yeah. Those kids who are struggling and suffering because their parents can't provide. Because then the narrative is, well, why'd you get pregnant in the first place? Right. And, like, I'm sorry, to say if you aren't ready to have kids, you have to be abstinent is an absurd thing to ask of anybody. So when we're when these, like, old fucking white dudes are saying, well, we're not going to give sex education because as soon as you teach a teenager about sex, they're going to want to have it. Spoiler alert, teenagers are horny as fuck. They're going to figure out a way to do it. So we're not going to give them access to birth control. The same people, I saw this joke, is that the same people who think thoughts and prayers work for school shootings are not thoughts and prayering their way out of abortion. Yep. The same people who think bans on anything never work. Right. You can't ban guns. What yeah. are you going to do? People will find a way to get guns. Abortions? No, no, no. Do the ban. And let's never forget that a ban on abortion does not stop abortions. It stops safe abortions. I mean, again, I, I assume most of the people listening to this are on our same side with this, and they're aware of the arguments. What's appalling about this is just how awful the Alabama laws, even compared to the other awful anti-abortion yeah. laws. Like, people, if this law were passed, which, again, it's probably not going to, and they know it's not going to, mm-hmm. because there'll be lawsuits, because the Supreme Court probably wouldn't even say this law is fair. But what they're suggesting is saying we're fine with women dying because that is yeah. what would happen. That's yeah. what happens with far less extreme mm-hmm. abortion laws, and they don't care. And they just are like, "Yeah, we're going to pass this. Yeah, it would totally kill women. Whatever, just get it to Brett Kavanaugh. Let him do the dirty work." Yeah, and I. Oh my God, it's just all so draconian. It's. I don't know. This is a separate story. It's not totally different. I'm sorry. It's it's not Alabama. But in Michigan, where they passed one of these uh, laws as well, the legislature, uh, Republican majorities in the state House and state Senate, but Michigan thankfully has a Democratic governor, mm-hmm. so these laws will not go into effect ever. But the legislature just passed an anti-abortion bill as well. And one of the arguments, the, the law that they want to pass would punish a doctor who performs a dilation and evacuation, mm-hmm. uh, which is not an uncommon thing. And if it's a second trimester uh, abortion, that's the safest way to do it. Right. It would give those doctors a prison sentence of up to two years on top of a $50,000 fine. One of the Republican women who wants to pass this anti-abortion law is State Senator Kim Lasada. And she responded during the debate about this to the argument that women will suffer if you take away the safest procedure to get an abortion. Women will suffer more. Mm. She responded to that. Here's what she said. Of course it should be hard, and the procedure should be painful, and you should allow God to take over. Cool. Yeah, you should allow God to take over and deliver that baby, and it shouldn't be easier for you. Like, literally Mm -hmm. saying, no, if you have to have an abortion for any reason, Mm -hmm. I want you to suffer. That's your punishment for, I guess, getting raped. Having sex. Yeah. Even just just having having sex. sex. Right. Um, There was also somebody who said something extremely dumb when somebody brought up um, embryo, like, like for IFV, embryos that are... IVF. Yeah, if they have a fertilized egg in a lab, because that's the way they need to do it... Would that, that be abortion? That shit doesn't have person... Per, and it doesn't have... Nobody is arguing that that has personhood. Nobody's arguing that... Like, well, they said, would the Alabama law apply to, like, an IVF fertilized the, egg? And the guy said, well, it's not inside a woman, so she's not pregnant. Oh, okay. Oh, right. so we found the crux of it. You don't care about the baby. You care about making sure these women right. do what you think they should do. And why, why are we so fucking horny to get women pregnant all over the place? Like, what is going on? What else are you going to do in Alabama? I mean, and I've heard some really insidious accusations of... And, and to me, this feels too thought out to be true, but um, the thoughts I've heard are that Birth rates are lowering in in the U.S. We're kind of at a lower than replacement um, rate right now. I think it's like 1.7 something uh, per two adults or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And traditionally, when birth rates fall, the way you um, re-up your population and up your workforce is through immigration. 
And so there's an argument to be made that somehow this is all anti-immigration too. To me, that feels... Maybe somebody has that thought, but it also feels like too well thought out for these idiots that they're just like, Martian bad, I'm going to do something about it and fuck women. I hate women. Except for my mom. She had a baby. It was me. I'm worthless. I hate this. This is yeah. stupid. Can we not do this episode? I hate it. No, it's it's going to happen. So here's the optimistic side of all of this, the hope anyway, is that there will be lawsuits over this from Planned Parenthood, the ACLU. I don't know what other groups, Me but they're personally. working. You personally. These lawsuits are being worked on. Like, you want to make sure it's written very correctly so it just says... If you're going to legally justify overturning Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. to keep any of these laws in check, here's what you're totally ignoring. Like, they're making sure this is written well. They will file these lawsuits. None of these laws are going into effect because they are all illegal as mm-hmm. the law stands. Um, and who knows what happens by the time this gets to the Supreme Court and they hear it and they have to rule on it. Like... Basically, if John Roberts joins the conservatives and says all of this, yeah, let's just overturn Roe v. Wade, all abortions are illegal, whatever extent of that he says, he's basically saying the Supreme Court, we know it's not a, a like a nonpartisan place. You have to be totally naive to think they actually weigh the law and they're a totally impartial group of nine strikes, people. Yeah. yeah, they're not. They're a partisan group of people. But John Roberts loves the framing that, like, no, we totally call balls and strikes because we're totally impartial. He would destroy that. And this is the one reason, like, he didn't do it to Obamacare, even Mm -hmm. though he could have. It's like, no, no one's going to think the Supreme Court's legitimate if you you just overturn Obamacare for the dumbest of reasons. Maybe he'll do that. I don't have that sort of faith in him. But again, by the time this gets to the court and by the time you see the public reaction to all of this... You don't know what's going to happen. But again, all the more reason to vote for whichever Democrat is running, all the more reason to vote in local elections where, Mm -hmm. again, 25 Republicans are never going to face a consequence in Alabama for this vote. It'll only make their polling better. Mm -hmm. But in every other state where there is any sort of election that takes place, you have to support the most progressive person there. You have to support yeah. the most viable progressive candidate. And let's not let perfect be the enemy of good. Like, right. Like Joe Biden's not a great candidate for progressives. No. If he ends up being the nominee, it's like, well, vote for him and then criticize the hell out of him. Yeah. But that's like your best option, unless you just want to keep seeing this happening. Because again, while all of this is happening, Trump's administration's just, and the Republican Senate's just passing Stacking through lifetime judges who are actively against gay rights, against women's rights. Like, this is all they've been doing. And none of it gets any press, it seems, because all the focus is on the crazy crazy. Mm-hmm. So the regular crazy just f- slides right by. It's insane. What are we doing? Like, what the fuck? What is their goal? Why do they hate women so much? Because Jesus. But, like, really and truly, like, what they really is do the think framing they are, of... The right framing of this is that they really believe they're stopping another Holocaust, and that's their words, by saving unborn fetuses. They think they're like supermen here. Like, we have saved all these people, and they're not alive to thank us, so we deserve all the credit in the world. Meanwhile, they're killing actually living people, that's and they the don't thing. care. That doesn't matter because you've saved the gazillion aborted fetuses who you think matter more, they really do believe they are their saviors and they're doing something special. But, and it's just so, like... You know what I found really interesting? uh There are a couple of atheist pro-life groups. Fuck them. I I, hate them. I know. I know. I was waiting to see, like, what's your... How do you justify this? Because I can... I don't agree, obviously, but I can at least try to imagine you have a secular framework for uh-huh. why you hate abortion. But, like, really, how do you justify any of these laws? You know what they've said about them? Jack. Really? I actually asked one of them, like, I, ha- I noticed you didn't write anything about any of this. Is and that- their response is, we're busy with life. 
which okay, fine, that happens. We I all get know, busy with life. But I do find it ironic that's that happened in a long this is the time. biggest story in your neck of the woods, and like none of these secular groups have anything to say about it. You guys are all busy. Yeah. Are you guys all planning a party together? Everyone's busy just this week. Eh, yeah. Right, all I, of you. Congrats. It's, it's just so wild the way that they can separate this idea. They being men generally, right wing men specifically. They can. They're so fine separating out. Okay, we have to save these fetuses. Their innocence. Their true innocence. But these school shootings that happen over and over, we're fine. We're, we're fine. not going to take the, action on that's that. That's the that toll happens. that we are paying to have guns to live in a democracy. To live in a, a democracy. World. So. Children getting slaughtered in their school is just a consequence of freedom. But women being able to control their their own body, that's the real evil. And not only that, but, like, things like Flint... Like, they're specific... Like, I get it, and I don't think you're wrong, that they genuinely, really, and truly believe, like, these are innocent babies that were like they are imagining little like angel wings on their little right. fetus bodies right. it's in the ultrasound if you look hard enough. oh yeah it is um but why are they so laser focused on this when there are really like people in fucking naperville don't know where their next meal is coming from and naperville yeah. is an affluent part of like an affluent uh, city i uh, why aren't they focused on if, if kids, the, human beings who can walk around and wave their arms? If the same Republicans starving. who are so insistent on abortions cared this much about making sure kids were adopted, make sure all this childhood education, but not and by a gay, Hemant. Oh yeah, not, not by, by a gay. A gay. Uh, if they made sure all of that, it would be a lot harder to point out their hypocrisy. But it's never hard because, like, they just. They're always this hypocritical about it, where abortions have to be stopped. Helping actual babies is up. Who cares? Yeah. Leave that to Democrats. Like, but no. And the sad part is, it's not just politicians. It's that a good chunk of the country falls for their lies. Mm-hmm. And again, how do you defeat that? Because uh, facts aren't going to do it. Reality's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. They've basically taken an imaginary problem. Republicans have. You've taken an imaginary problem, made it out to be an existential crisis, mm-hmm. and there's no way to refute it. And that's, yes. So vote for us because this imaginary problem we created can never be solved. And they do it time and time again. They do it with, with immigration as if, like, immigration was some huge crisis that had to be managed. I, and that was, I think, the frustrating thing about arguing about that, like, in 2016 during the election... Well, what would you do about illegal immigration? I wouldn't do anything. I don't think it's a huge problem right now. I think we have much bigger problems to deal with. Same but, thing they do with voter fraud. Like, voter it's not. Fr- it happens, like, once every million, but, but what does it is. happen is voter repression, and yeah. they're responsible for it. And they don't care about that, because that's an actual problem. They can't score votes on actual problems. That requires people understanding facts. It's, so they just lie about fake problems, and they have enough people who are voting, whereas people like us argue about the purity tests... And then some of us sit out because we don't love our candidates and they don't care because they'll vote for whoever's the worst. Yep. Okay. There's a guy, Rick Wiles, who is a broadcaster who is anti-Semitic, spreads spreads end time conspiracy, fear mongering. He's Christian in case you can't guess. What? I know. He said this week uh, he was obviously supportive of the Alabama abortion law. And he said that abortionists, and supporters of abortion, I believe that their punishment in the lake of fire will be to be aborted continuously by demons. This goes on for billions of years, hundreds of billions Wait, of I'm years, sorry, zillions of years. I was checking my work email. You will what the be, fuck did you just say to you me? You will be aborted continuously forever. You, specifically. Me personally. You were, if, when you go to hell, yeah. your punishment will be that demons are going to abort you continuously forever. And I spent a long time trying to make sense of this because I had nothing else to do. How does this work? Why would you be aborted in hell? Are you in someone else's body in hell? Who's okay. giving birth to you Here's in hell? Here's the thing. I would argue this is a terrible punishment because if I'm being aborted... That means I am probably an embryo and slash or a non-viable mm-hmm. um, uh, fetus, so I won't have any feelings or memory or heart or eyeballs. And also, if you're, if you're in hell, 
and you like get aborted in hell, isn't that good because you don't want to be in hell? Well, I assume it's like a Sisyphus thing of like you go through the abortion and like boom, you're not pregnant again. You are in pre- you're And do the demons a- who have abortions in hell go to a secondary hell? Is that a different circle of hell? Oh, uh, you know what they talked about this in Dante's Inferno. Uh, I think it's a sixth ring of hell. And notice how he's like, you're going to get aborted in hell. They don't care about women in hell either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, like, nope, mm-hmm. you're just going to keep getting pregnant and then you're going to keep having these forced abortions on you. No, you're not going to get pregnant. You're being, you are the... Someone has to get pregnant if they're going to have an abortion. Well, it's a demon. We already established that. Female demons, apparently, if biology still works in hell. Huh. And, like, are there demon doctors who perform these procedures? And then... Well, yeah. What kind of, like, I mean, if it's just a pill, it's not going to be that bad. Like, just get a warmer and lay on the couch for a couple days. You'll be fine. It's just, like, a heavy period. Like, if he said someone gets aborted in heaven, one, which clinic are you going to? Mm -hmm. But, like, what happens if you get aborted in heaven? Does the person who got the abortion stay in heaven? Do they get sent down? But then by the rules of opposite day... Wait, how did they get... To heaven if they had an abortion. No, they only have the abortion in heaven. Wait, they're how already they... there. Wait, so they die and they're pregnant? Mm. And they're in heaven and pregnant and don't want to be pregnant? And because it's heaven, they have a choice of whether or not they want to be pregnant? I assume they're fucking in heaven, because what else are you going to oh. do there? Oh, I didn't think of that. I, I'm just... no. But if you're in hell, mm-hmm. one is, how, do you, how does anyone get pregnant in hell? Because it's really hot. Well, I mean, not everybody's opposed to having sex in hot weather, Hemet. That's really hot. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, uncomfortably hot. No, it's I'll go that far. That would be uncomfortable. All I'm saying is Rick Wiles doesn't make any sense. No, I think there's a nugget of truth in there. But this one is especially, like... Who is this guy again? You might have told me I wasn't paying attention. Rick Wiles. No, but, like, what's his jam? His jam is he promotes end-time conspiracy theories. He said the synagogue of Satan was crapping on the country... He said um, crapping? Crapping, unquote. Why is that the funniest thing he yeah. could have said? He uh, is basically a crapping. staple of so dainty. Uh, right-wing evangelicals mm. who just oh, I just says, spilled wine on my tank top. No, now you're going to hell. I, spilled, I slept in this tank top, so it needs to be washed <laughs> anyway. Um, this is a totally unrelated story because it's about the Catholic Church, uh, which had a good week <laughs> by relative related. comparison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they weren't the exploded. worst people this week. But get this, Pennsylvania is the place where they had the grand jury report Mm -hmm. last summer, where that started the whole domino effect of, like, governments going after the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you know. We're going to expose it if you don't, all that stuff. So Pennsylvania was where that happened. Uh, All the six Catholic dioceses in the state of Pennsylvania also have a lobbying arm. Of course they do. Mm -hmm. It's called the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference. And on Facebook, <laughs> the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference, uh-huh. which isn't funny. I don't know what you're laughing at. Because I'll tell you in a second. Okay. The Pennsylvania Catholic Conference has a Facebook page. They were, I think, celebrating the Alabama law that got passed. And a woman named Carolyn Fortney, who is a commenter, who is herself a survivor of priest sexual abuse when okay. she was a child, said something like, yeah, now that that law is passed, she said, maybe now we can start working on a statute of limitations reform law that makes it so that you could sue long after the abuse occurs. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be smart? She said this on Facebook. And I think in the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference's mind, it's like, oh, no, she's derailing this thread celebrating the Alabama law. How dare you talk about something else by criticizing us? Here's how they responded. Carolyn Fortney. Why do you have to troll here, Carolyn? Don't you get enough media attention? <gasps> no. <laughs> they called a sex abuse victim a troll because she brought up, like, reform to the law on their Facebook page. They quickly deleted that. Yeah. Not before screenshots were captured. Sure. Um, <laughs> but not before, also not before plenty of people chimed in with, like, gasp emoji <laughs> reactions oh on Facebook saying like, oh my God, heartless and unacceptable. They have now posted an apology. Yeah. Yeah. That says the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference would like to apologize to Miss Carolyn Fortney for a response to a reasonable question she posed 
<laughs> earlier on our Facebook page, the response was not in line with our Catholic principles and has no place in respectful public discourse. Wow. We're addressing this matter with the employee who posted the response, which it means the employee's still there. Uh-huh. And also, like, her reasonable question uh, that they said their response is not in line with Catholic principles. No, it totally was Uh because they weren't thinking about the victims. It was a thoughtless thing they did. That is totally what the Catholic Church does. Mm -hmm. Like, that's on brand, (laughs) that response. What are you talking about? Like, we made a mistake. No, No, you you were just being Catholic. What are you doing? said the quiet part out loud again. (laughs) Uh, The reason I laughed very loud in an inappropriate moment is um, right after we we said the Catholic Church wasn't having a particularly bad week, Mm -hmm. uh, I got a tweet from Defcracker with an article, the headline is Dallas Catholic Diocese Properties Raided and Clergy Sex Abuse Probe. Yes, so this happened so- yesterday. <laughs> so so maybe not a great week for the Catholics. I don't have this written people. down. I'm going off of my I'm going off of my head here, but if I remember correctly, yeah, the Dallas police raided the local archdiocese because they basically said you're covering up some stuff that we need to know and we need to raid you before you destroy it. Oh my god. Oh glory. By the way, also not on my list, but I just heard this on my way here. You know Fox News has that guy, Father Jonathan Morris, the guy who always wears the priest costume, and he's like, I'm... I don't think they call it costume, bud. Sure. Uh, but he's always wearing the priest garb, uh-huh. and he's their resident Catholic who always weighs in. I haven't seen him in a while, Is but he he's... white guy, white, white hair? Uh, white guy, young guy. Oh, um, then I have no idea who we're but talking But anyway, about. he's always the... He's a conservative voice who's always sharing the Catholic perspective, mm-hmm. right? On Fox... He's quitting the priesthood. Oh, mostly. I thought you were going to say quitting Fox News. No, he's quitting the priesthood because basically, what I can gather, he's like, I want to fuck. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but his, I think his statement was something like, I, I want to get married and have a family, and you're stopping me, down. and you're stopping me from doing that. Um, Holy shit. And so he's quitting the priesthood. You know what? Okay, here's what I'll Which say. Which means what's he going to wear now? He only had one thing to wear. Good for him for being honest. I mean, yeah, it's the one redeeming quality ever. Listen, I believe guy. even monsters, we should admit when they're right. By and the way, June's issue of The Atlantic, the okay. one that's not out yet, but mm-hmm. it will be soon, the cover story is called Abolishing the Priesthood. And it's a guy who was, it's written by a guy who was a priest from 1969 to 74. Like, he's really, he was raised Catholic. He's into the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. He was there for not an insignificant amount of time. And he's basically saying, look, I love the church. I think the church does good stuff. Mm-hmm. The priesthood is the biggest problem because hmm. of the, the rules. And, like, you can't have sex. You can't have a family. You, there is this culture of secrecy. The best thing the Catholic Church can do to save itself is get rid of the priesthood. Let regular people take over their jobs hmm. and their responsibilities. Like, you need someone to run a mass? You can qualify regular people to run sure. a mass. You want to help people? There are ways to do that. But get rid of the priesthood. Wow. Interesting argument doesn't go far enough because it still says the Catholic Church is good. Right. And I disagree with that premise. But again, very interesting. Like, good. Let that tie to Do you want to talk about gay rats? Let's talk about gay rats. Did um, you say gay rights I, and I misheard nope, you? Nope. Gay rats. R-A-T-S? Um, rats? That's right. So the children show Arthur, uh, which is oh. aardvarks and, like, children's characters. It's... I was surprised I didn't to know learn. It was still on. I it's like season twenty three or something. Yeah. It's been on forever, which I did not realize because this is not a cartoon I grew up with. So I assumed it was a newer thing. No, it's been around forever. Yeah, it's a little after our time. I think. But the kids in the cartoon, the ki- main characters, one of their teachers is Mister Ratburn. He's a regular teacher character, like a minor character. Mm-hmm. I guess the most recent season premiere that aired rodents, this week. Or are they I, different? Animals, different rodents. I don't know the show that well. Um, Isn't Aardvark a rodent? Sure, it is. It's a fact. Um, I guess the storyline is their teachers getting married, and they're all worried because another character, a woman played by Jane Lynch, the voice of Jane Lynch, they don't like her. She's very mean, and they're like, "Oh no, Mr. Ratburn's going to marry this evil woman. We must object at the wedding." Uh And they go to his wedding. Then they realize she's the efficient. She's a sister. She's the efficient for the wedding, and he's actually getting married to another rat, a gay male rat. So it's a gay wedding. And the kids say, wow, it's a brand new world. Oh, that's nice. And that's it. Then they just move on with their lives because it's not about that. 
the here's the scandal. And Nardvark is a rodent. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> the scandal here is that PBS with the cartoon Arthur is presenting a gay wedding like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Because the kids are like, oh, that's not who we thought you were marrying. Well, and All yeah, right. they're right. Because it is a big meal deal because it's so rare that we see like normalized instances of gay marriage happening in shows. So like, yeah, maybe they underplayed it and that's why people are mad, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, the Christian reaction, the conservative Christian reaction has been, how dare PBS not condemn this? Oh! Not that PBS was... Oh, so it's was the opposite of the thing I said. Not that they were celebrating it. They just showed it as a thing that happens. It's like a cartoon that like, oh, I have to go home. My moms are going to be mad if I stay out late. Uh-huh. It's like, you're not celebrating it. You're just acknowledging that people have different family structures. Mm-hmm. So, And I think that's the wild thing is like... <laughs> That's they, exactly they're normalizing what it. it. That's they are the normalizing problem. it, but like it is a normal thing. Yeah. And Franklin Graham, uh, evangelist, is like, PBS receives government funding. Why should our government be financing programming that promotes behavior the Bible says is sinful? Dude, Franklin Graham promotes Donald Trump every chance he gets. Well, also, so he does not why care. should our government be promoting something the Bible says is sinful? Because the government shouldn't care what the Bible says yeah. is sinful. He says, I don't want my tax dollars going to that. Who, who, the, who cares what you think your tax dollars should be going to? There's plenty of stuff we don't love to support. Taxes are not a bad thing. Just like, go fight for good things. Like, PBS is not a bad thing. Yeah. This guy wants to shut off Sesame Street to stop them from showing a gay rat on the same channel. Yeah. Like, that's Sounds Franklin like Graham's mode of education. A lot of really good things to be angry uh, about. Sebastian Gorka, who was part of the Trump administration for a, a while. That's not name. I'm so uh, sorry. You should hear his voice. Gorka? Go, go look it up on YouTube. Uh, his, he's just a mega cultist type. He's like, this cartoon is Marxist propaganda. Marxist, you say? He says that about everything, though. It kind of loses its What's value. What's Marxist about I, a gay couple? It's a gay I mean, rat, therefore Karl Marx. I don't know how it works. It's mega logic. So um, Ken Ham, the creationist, uh, also had a hot take on this. Uh-huh. You can't trust what your kids may watch on PBS. You can't trust what they may watch on Netflix, which carries programs like Arthur. You can't trust ratings on TV programs and movies. No one was talking about ratings. The evil one is out to capture your kids and pervert their minds. And then the picture on Twitter with that tweet is basically these two happy rats walking down the aisle while the kids watch. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there's, those were all English words. I think so. Like, but if he's worried he... about the evil capturing their minds, like, if he hasn't been to Ark Encounter, has he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a thing. Um, oh, Daddy to... has a new toy, so it's squeaking Congrats, in the background. Daddy. Um, this is, okay, unrelated, but this is important. Uh, Ryan Burge, he is this Eastern Illinois University professor. Love the guy. He, he's been doing this fantastic work doing statistics and data with atheists mm-hmm. and religion in general. And just con- he has a constant stream of like, this is happening right now. Here's a great visual. So I love reading what this guy writes. Uh-huh. His latest thing says, like, what's the most reliable religious base in politics, would you think? Reliable in that you can always predict how they're going to vote. Yes, and they show up. I mean, white evangelicals feels yes. like the obvious I mean, answer. That's the obvious answer, right? Eighty percent of white evangelicals voted for Donald Trump mm-hmm. in 2016. Um, of the people who voted, roughly 80 percent voted for Donald Trump. That's about as good as you're going to get from any one group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, only 70 percent of non religious people that includes like spiritual but not religious but Mm -hmm. like if you're not part of an organized religion you would think well they're going to vote for the democrat only 70 percent of the nuns voted for hillary Mm -hmm. so like yeah the evangelicals have a better turnout rate but there's a difference in how many of each group there are so his question is are nuns as reliably democratic as conservative christians are reliably republican and he used data on this and without boring you with Uh, too much. What he found is that like, yes, white evangelicals usually vote on the right Mm -hmm. and they're, they have a small like variance about that. Like most of them are going to vote for that side, the right side, the right candidate. Mm -hmm. And you know that, but there is one group of people that is more reliably democratic than white evangelicals are Republican. Is it, uh, this is still in terms of like a religious base. Yeah, so religious demographic. Who's more is it democratic? Black evangelicals. 
black Protestants in general. Oh, yes. okay. They, hey. are, they are more to the left and they're more reliably on the left. Uh-huh. Um, atheists, atheists specifically, not the nuns, uh-huh. atheists specifically are the same. We're, we're almost as left as black Protestants huh. and we're almost as reliably that way. And like that wasn't surprising to me. He one of the things Burge pointed out is that if you look at nuns in general, mm-hmm. we're very center left, like very to the center. Yeah. And there is a wider variance there. Mm-hmm. So we're not as reliable as a whole group of nuns. I'd be curious to see the demographic breakdown there. I wonder oh, how it's many fascinating. Because he did it all. Oh. And the thing is, like atheists really reliably to the left. Uh-huh. And he's like, every time you lump them in with the nuns, it scooches more to the center. But he's like, that's unfair, because it's the nuns that are mm. pulling them to the center. But here's the thing. Yes, there are more evangelical white Christians uh-huh. than there are atheists in general. There's right. a ton more of them. We are a smaller part of the pie. But nuns in general, we are reliably to the left, mm-hmm. kind of. And here's the point I would make. He did not make this because he's not analyzing that part of it. Mm-hmm. But I would say all the more reason for Democratic candidates across the board, all 90 presidential candidates, <laughs> should be making a concerted effort not to say, yeah, we should all be atheists. I don't mm-hmm. want them to say that. I want them to say, here are issues that probably matter to all of you. Let me fight for church-state separation. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure religion doesn't play a role in our policy making mm-hmm. because we will make policy based on data and evidence and reason. Like these are things a lot of us could get on board with. Yeah. And you don't have to be an atheist to get on board with that stuff. But basically what I'm seeing from the data is if they did a better job of getting us amped up mm-hmm. to vote for the Democrat, you have a reliable base. Yeah. If you reach out to atheists in general, you're going to get a ton more Democratic votes. And so it's silly for them to just pretend we don't exist or take our votes for granted. And I think they're kind, the Democratic candidates kind of figure this out when it comes to, to African-Americans. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't take their votes for granted. You have to talk about these issues like Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg have been criticized for this, that they're not doing enough, mm-hmm. um, even if they're going to get the votes. Right. And they're like, no, mm-hmm. you need to say, here's what I'm doing for the black community. I need to know what you're doing on the basis of church-state separation and getting religion out of politics, and maybe that would get more of us voting, which is good for Democrats, Mm -hmm. than trying to pretend like we don't exist and reaching to the center where who knows what's going to happen. Can I offer a counterpoint? Yes. Are... would there be an argument to be made that I, the reason that we as as a group, as atheists, are not courted is because doing so may alienate the religious left? Maybe. I mean, maybe not the religious left, but would it alienate religious people if you made like this overt effort to reach yeah. out to atheists? Yes, I think you're right, which is why I'm saying don't, don't reach out to atheists and say, here's what I'm going to do for atheists. Right. Like, I know that's probably politically harmful right so don't do that but here's what you can say here's what i'm doing for church state separation here's what i'm doing for science and sex education Mm -hmm. here's what i'm doing for education yeah here's what i'm doing for climate change and science and women's rights and lgbtq rights and data-driven politics those are good dog whistles for my people you know what i mean like you could do that without alienating liberals in general Mm -hmm. even if they are religious because i don't need you doing my work in advancing my cause for me I just need you to say, like, these are things I know matter to you, yeah. and they matter to me. Like, religious Republicans do that all the time. Listen, Mike Pence, like, I'm one of you. I'm going to do these things to promote your causes. Right. They don't care who they alienate, because right. that's their base. Yeah. Democrats should do it, too, because we're a reliably Democratic group mm-hmm. of voters, too. So, interesting. Um, speaking of rape and adoption and abortion... Ad- adoption abortion Mm -hmm. this was a story um that involved this pastor david richards here's all you need to know about this guy from tennessee he's from tennessee he's from tennessee he started raping his adopted (gasps) daughter when she was 14 she finally told somebody when she was 16 Uh and realized this was horrible um he denied everything, but his semen was found on her bed frame. Like, mm. they had evidence. A jury found him guilty on nine felony counts. It all added up to he could get 72 years in prison, which for him would be the rest of his life, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, he was found guilty on that stuff. So then it was up to the judge to sentence him to up to 72 years. Mm-hmm. What happened? What do you think happened? Spoiler, he's a pastor. 
Oh, fuck. <clears throat> so wait, he got some jail time, right? Some, because some of those charges had mandatory minimums, mm-hmm. but the maximum was, was 72. 72 years. The judge acknowledged his ministry. You know, he began a Bible study among his fellow inmates when he was in jail. Cool. More than 30 people showed up at the courthouse to show support for him. He said one of the supporters uh, who shared ministerial duties with him at their church, I find it impossible uh, for me to believe he's guilty of this. His business needs him. Our, his family needs him. Our church needs him. But he's he a convicted child rapist like nobody needs him. So what did the church say? You don't need 72 years. I'll give you 12. 12. He'll be alive and technically sexually active by the time, uh, like, 40s. Like, he'll be out and able to rape again. But wait, but wait, Hemant. 12 years. I thought that people were really concerned about women being attacked by monsters, and Uh, that's why we have... Anti-abortion laws, I yeah. guess. Someone send this to Matt Walsh. Like, yeah, here's a rapist who did exactly the thing Matt Walsh is worried about, quote unquote. And here's him not getting the justice he deserved, I would argue. And again, this is not a justice was averted. The judge has leniency and the judge gave him the benefit of the doubt because he's Christian. So he got a lesser sentence than he could have gotten. If this guy were an atheist who did all the same stuff, he'd be in jail for 72 years. But because he's a Christian and he has that label. Is he a white Christian? He is a white Christian. Oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm so surprised. I don't know how you figure that out out of nothing. Um, So that happened. Grumpy Cat died. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. What a fucking shitty week. Then I moved on to other news. But listen, I'm not saying it's a huge news story, but like it's a bummer. Sure it is. I'm allowed to be bummed. You are allowed to be bummed. Do you want to talk about Stephen? She was a weird looking cat. I like it. Was she? Yeah. This is news. Stephen Anderson's been banned from the whole world almost. Who's Stephen Anderson? Stephen Anderson is the hate preacher from Faithful Word Baptist Church in Tempe, Arizona, as he says in every video. Um, Ireland... Which was the he was going on this soul winning oh, tour. Oh, I did hear about this. Um, Switzerland banned him, and also I believe what's it called, the Schengen region, which is a whole bunch of Europe. They also banned him. You can't even step foot in here because we have laws against hate speech. Okay, hey, oh wow! And now he's like, "Don't worry, I'm still going to Ireland." Ireland's like, like actually, that's exactly what happened. Ireland is now the thirty second country that has banned him. <laughs> And by 32 the, countries. 32 That's more countries, countries than I've been to. I know. So he's banned from spreading his bigotry. Now his latest videos are like, well, don't worry. I'm sending surrogates to all these places. They're going to preach on my behalf. So the tour is on, but I won't be there. He's yeah. calling it persecution <laughs> and using this to say I'm like the martyr. But That's like if we were like, all right, him and Jess are doing a tour. Uh, we're going to be sending somebody else, but it's still our <laughs> tour. Come to see us. It will not be us, but you will be coming to see yeah. us. He said spiritual darkness is all over Europe now. Sure. Um, by the way, he was there to promote his upcoming conference called Make America Straight Again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. And by the way, I won- Straight? Does he think Saudi Arabia has spiritual darkness or is it just Europe? Because they're not attacking Christians. They have state churches. Like, they have national churches. They're going after hate. But, like, notice that it's Europe that has spiritual darkness, but he has nothing to say about, like, actual theocracies. (laughs) He also said if you go to all... He's a monster. He's the worst. If you go to Netherlands, Sweden, and Ireland, the three countries he's now been banned from... Uh Plus others. Sounds like, like a beautiful vacation. Oh, yeah. It really does. He's going to the whitest of the white countries. Yeah, for sure. He said, if you go to all three. <laughs> He's not fucking with Spain. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I will give you the triple crown prize, which is hundreds of dollars worth of his sermons, which means you win the prize by losing at everything else. I'm not going to Greece. Those motherfuckers are a little <laughs> too brown. So, yeah. Um, do you want to hear? I did not tell you this. I, no, I told you a little bit. So, a Christian school has turned me into their personal project. Oh, I saw this on Twitter. Okay. Uh, you did not tell I me I did personally. not tell you the background. No. And I did not say this. Okay, here's the background. Last month, two kids in Florida that are who go to a Christian school, they are seniors, they had a ditch day. High school seniors. High school seniors. Uh-huh. They had a ditch day at school. Uh-huh. I think this is with the, the 
approval of administrators. It happens at oh, a bunch of places. Day. Yeah. I don't think I participated. Nobody invited me. I'm too much of a nerd to do yep. this day, I think. But these kids did ditch day. Fine. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> fucking losers they, we, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. So they're cooler than we are. But they, they decided to go to the beach. They went swimming. They are athletes. They're like, we'll swim away from the shore. And then they got caught up in the current. And then they were floating away. And oh, it's no. looking very bad. And they were out there for a couple of hours thinking the worst yeah. was going to happen. They were out in the ocean for a couple of hours? Like they could not get back. Holy um, shit. But then a boat showed up. Oh. And the boat rescued them. Cool. And the boat's name was the Amen. Coincidence. <laughs> of course. Right? So, of course, you, you can tell what every story about this is going to be. These two Christian school seniors, they were, were miraculously... Their Christian school. Let's <clears throat> not forget that. With the permission, though, of the school. I did not know this until recently, but whatever. They ditched school. They were out. But then a boat named Amen saved them. Isn't God great? That is essentially what one of the two kids even said in the news stories. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a miracle. We were saved. So, of course, here's, my, here's the thing that I posted about this. I'm glad they're okay. Yeah. It's not a miracle because you would be making the same argument if they did not get rescued. Like, this was God's plan. Well, and also, just sort of statistically speaking, they were still close enough to shore. I bet there were boats around Florida. Well, okay, let's assume, give them all the benefit of the doubt. Let's say they did not see any boat, but no boat was coming. Uh But, hey, this one showed up. If the boat was called, like, the S-U-N, the sun, they would have been like, it's a sign of God. If the name any boat, yeah. her majesty, they were named after Jesus. Like, they, you could always find a link. Mm-hmm. So, like, whatever. I'm not impressed the Darwin. by... Yeah, yeah. The Darwin. Yeah. Like, it's a sign that God isn't, like, that evolution isn't real. Whatever they want to say. <laughs> um, we could play this game with anything. Yeah. So, again, my whole point is, I don't like that the news media is going along with the miracle aspect of the story uh-huh. glad they're rescued glad they're safe i don't like that the news media is like pretending to go along with this kid's thing that it was a miracle of god but i do know that makes for good clickbait so sure. i know why they did it i know what they were quoting the kid okay that's all i said and that's the end of it that was a month ago mm-hmm. and yesterday i started getting like more than a dozen emails from kids at that school mm-hmm. all of whom have apparently been assigned to write to me to explain why I'm wrong. Oh. What is it, dare I ask, that I'm wrong about here? Um, what you do you think they were challenging me on? You can't prove that it wasn't God that sent the boat. That's pretty much, I think, yeah. yeah. I think that's what their assignment was. Wow, that's was. such an original Tell argument. The you can't atheist. prove a negative? I can't believe it. They were like, how dare you talk about our classmates because it's in the news. That's why. Because yeah. they use their name in the news. So I'm not doing anything wrong by saying, hey, here's a news story. Well, and Heaven's widely acknowledged as a bully, so. I, I am. Uh-huh. They did say this. Like, did how you dare call you, you a bully? How dare you, like, sick your commenters on our classmates? Mm. They are athletes, damn it. Um, here's some of the things that they wrote to me. I don't have to name them, but just if the argument was you need to push back on what he said, I mean, it's a weird assignment, but all right. But here's some of the things. I mean, it's literally this school is teaching them how to troll. Yes. And poorly troll. Like, I didn't realize they had a class on how to commit logical fallacies, (laughs) but there you go. Do you know the probability that a Christian name boat would rescue just one teenager from a Christian school in the ocean would be? About one in 33 million. This kid worked out the math, apparently. Did he do that math? It was bad math. He he actually said, less than 1% of boats have a Christian name, like Grace. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he did the math on this. Wait. Um, so okay. therefore, there was only a one in 33 million chance that this kid okay. would have been rescued. It's math. What do you do, an atheist? Another kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> you act as if your belief is proven fact. Granted, all good arguments must be given with confidence. And here's, like, you acted confident, and we know that's how you make an that's argument. That's the story of my life. Yeah. Um, here's another one. If these two, referring to their classmates, if these two had relied on reason when they were treading water, barely holding on to their lives, they should have just given up. Because, Jessica, if you were drowning in the water, uh-huh. wouldn't you just be like, well, I'm fucked, and then just drown? Isn't that your first instinct? I mean, instinct? almost certainly, but I'm very lazy. Yeah. Here's another one. Those that don't see the evidence for God's existence, unfortunately refuse to believe in something that lies beyond the blindfold of reason. 
Blindfold I mean, of reason is my favorite. That's actually a pretty good turn of phrase. Um, I think it's really interesting that most of these arguments are like, you're using reason and logic. How that's bad. You. Yeah. Wait, here's Fucking the Fucking nailed one. it. The best one. The only factual writing in your article, which, by the way, is commentary. Yeah. It's here's the facts and here's my response to the facts. Uh-huh. So I know only the first part was. Fa- okay. The only factual writing in your article are the quotes. And they appear to be there to make your claim seem more factual and used for your own agenda. What? They're mad that I used quotes to back up my facts. Like, how but, dare you quote us accurately it's to your make agenda. It, my agenda is telling... If you accuse st- anybody of having an agenda, <laughs> they automatically lose the argument. Okay, the best, the best one of the dozen, the best line. P.S. Selling your soul might only cost $504, but saving it is priceless. Okay, well, that's pretty good. That's well pretty played, good. child. <laughs> I would give you extra credit, but you would still fail. <laughs> oh, all these kids, hearts. first of all, they all did not just send an email with these arguments. They uh-huh. were like, here's my attached essay. Like, I'm not opening oh, the yeah, strangers viral. <laughs> like, this was homework for them. I think they're sending me PDFs and Google Docs and like some send me Google weird... Docs. Oh, that means you can edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Read only. I think they were good about that. Damn it. I checked. <laughs> but like, and some of these CC'd their teacher who <laughs> I responded to the first one. I was going to say. Because I'm like, listen, you poor child. Let me tell you why you're wrong and why you should really try getting a better education. <laughs> but like I did it to the first. Then I realized, oh shit, there's a whole bunch of this these kids. This is a one off. I'm not writing to all of you because it's the same like form letter Mm -hmm. so i just will compile your stuff and post it on twitter i guess okay i got one last story for you okay uh this one is almost funny but it's not so there was a school in pennsylvania sabled elementary school where here's what we learned that they did morning announcements would happen over the intercom they would say the pledge of allegiance i don't know who they is i don't know if it's a principal or a student but they would say the pledge of allegiance and then they would end it by saying, God bless America. Did and they so say the, it with that tone? Because it's really I assume that's the only tone <laughs> I know. So the Freedom From Religion Foundation wrote a letter in March saying, look, you can do the pledge. You can do that. It's legal. But God bless America. You can't add that on. There's no groundwork for that. That's just a prayer. It comes from a Christian prayer. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to have that other than pushing God on mm-hmm. the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't even make a pledge it's always been there argument. Right. That's just you guys. So, okay. So, the school said, you're right. We won't do it anymore. So, good. All right? Cool. That's it. That's, that's how the, that should work. That's how that should work. That's the end of the story. Um, there's a conservative legal group called First Liberty. One of their attorneys, Jeremy Dice, was on Jeremy Fox. Dice Clay? Uh-huh. Jeremy, D-Y-S, he showed up on Fox and Friends to comment on this story because they would never invite an atheist to talk about this story. They invited the First Liberty guy who has nothing to do with this. Right. And, they were, and he was making the argument for why God Bless America should stay. Here, I'm quoting here. I'm so excited. Yeah. He said, if they're so upset about the phrase God Bless America. They being atheists? They being atheists uh-huh. at FFRF. Is And the school district there in Pennsylvania, that is frankly not too far away from where those flights went down on 9-11. Then are they going to get rid of like the dollar bills, the heaven God we trust on them? Separate issue. Sure. Whatever. What, we're invoking 9-11 to say like, no, we should just get to say God bless America, which is a dumb argument. Like 9-11, therefore we get to break the law. What are you talking about? Um, I had to look this up. I'm like, how far were they from where that plane crashed in Pennsylvania? So I looked it up. Uh Shanksville, Pennsylvania Uh is 227 (laughs) miles from this elementary. That's a three and a half hour drive without traffic. They're not even kind of close. This guy like just invoked 9-11 because it's in the same state. Oh, my God. Oh, like, God. That's the brilliant legal mind at First Liberty. Like, 9-11 that happened not anywhere close to this elementary school uh, is what he invoked to say why we should have a Christian prayer during morning announcements. <sighs> that's why these people lose all the time in court. Cool and fun. All right. I'm done. That's all enough. Right. We have to talk. bring back um, happy things because this was a particularly <laughs> rough week. And oh, also God. my sister-in-law is like, how can you not do it anymore? Because I'm 
nothing's good. But you have people who listen to this podcast. Yeah, my um, my brother and his fiance. Whenever we drive up to Wisconsin to visit my folks, which we did for Mother's Day, um, they usually listen to my podcast. Wow, which is weird. Like it's it's nice. I like it. And and my mom listens. What? Did I tell you that? I don't think my mom knows that I do this. Does she know what a podcast is? No. Okay. Tell me a happy thing that's happening. Oh, happy thing that uh, you first. I'm thinking. Um, I not the Kickstarter thing. That oh was, yeah, that, that was happy. Me, I'll give that to you. I was so happy. I was it very happened proud fast. of you. I can't wait to bring this to people. Um, tonight, I am going with my husband and my brother, two, and my sister-in-law to medieval times, <laughs> and I'm fucking jized about it. That is awesome. It's going to be dope. Mikey really wants to be the black and white knight because he calls it the ska knight. Um, we're going to see. I don't think we have much of a say in it, but we're going to see what we can do. That is the whitest thing you've said on this entire podcast. I paid an extra. Wait, I'm not even done You're talking about it. Times. I'm going to medieval times. <laughs> Maybe the whitest thing is I paid an extra $2 per person so we can go to their medieval torture museum. <laughs> So you know I do speech theater type of stuff. I do. And I that means when we're at competitions, I spend a lot of time hanging out with the other coaches. Uh-huh. And a lot of them do the same type. Like, what do we do for fun? A lot of them do theater type of stuff. Uh-huh. So I know one of the people who plays the king at these places. And we always hear stories about, like, the behind the scenes of medieval times. Can you times. tell me his name so I can find him? Off, off, off mic. He's off good. Mic. No, I, like I didn't him. mean on mic. I, yeah. Well, I actually... I don't know if he's still doing it, but it's just amusing that it's like... Dude, you do what in your spare time? <laughs> You're the king at medieval times. That's kind of badass. It's dope. The guy who uh, the guy who runs the horsemanship program there is a friend of a friend of mine, and I've talked to him a few times. And I almost I would have had to like do it full time, but I almost tried to get like a contract, like like riding in his in his school, and that would have been dope. But instead, oh I God. had to pay rent. Like you do. Um, Hemet, this week sucked. This week did suck. Where can we find you on Twitter? (laughs) I'm at Hemet Meta (laughs) on Twitter. Non sequitur. (laughs) Yes, I'm at Hemet Meta on Twitter. She's at B L U E B U R I E. You're Mm -hmm. welcome. You were drinking. Um, We are at patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. You could still give to Kickstarter. It's not too late. Yeah, what do they get if they give to Kickstarter? Early episodes. Early episodes. A thank you note. You you will get um, producer credits in the show, which will now apparently be like several episodes, I think, Uh because putting it into one may be too much for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be several episodes. Cool. Um, But yeah, uh, that's what you can get. And there is a stretch goal now where I will try to put the whole transcript into a nice little book if we reach the stretch goal. Oh, cool. So we'll see. Um, Thank you. You guys should support that. We will talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.